You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you're getting ready to have an amazing weekend. I hope you're making money. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're relaxing. I, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. I'm going to be hanging out for the next two hours. It's a four-hour show. If you missed the first two, my bad. If you got the free Odyssey app, you can go ahead and hit rewind. And much love to everybody out there. All them Uber drivers driving around them drunk people in the back of your vehicle. I hope they're not too drunk. Hope they don't have to use the restroom. I hope they don't have to vomit. But anyway, enough horror stories. For the next two hours, I'm going to talk about sports. That's what I get paid to do. I'm here with super producer and host Dave Shepard. Thank you to everybody on the Odyssey app, on your local affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody locked in on a smart speaker. If you want to hit me up, if you want to follow me, I'm on social media. Very active. I'm actually active right now on social media as I speak to you. I am at JR Sport Brief. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all of that good stuff. If you follow me, you'll already know the things that we have discussed. We've talked about Michael Jordan. He turned 60 today, Friday. Depending on where you live, it might be Saturday. Uh, We've talked about the NBA All-Star break, NBA All-Star weekend, the dunk contest, the three-point contest. They had a celebrity game tonight, and DK Metcalf was running around beating up other celebrities like he was, I don't know, Amari Stoudemire, a young one who could still jump 20 points, 10 rebounds, four block shots, massive dunks all over the damn place. He was abusing people. People were moving out the way. If you thought DK Metcalf, And a Seattle Seahawks jersey was intimidating because of his height, his size, his his muscles, his strength, his athleticism. If you thought he was intimidating in a football jersey and pads, this man looked like the juggernaut out on the basketball court. It's like, damn, bro, take it easy on the weights. And he's flying and dunking power dribble, power dribble into a two handed dunk. One-handed flush, coast-to-coast dunk. I forgot the woman's name. There was a WNBA player who was impeding his way to the basket at the free throw line. She had her arms out, and she matadored him right to the basket. Like, what the hell do I look like trying to get in the way of this man? That might be the most exciting thing we see over All-Star Weekend. It might be. It appears that Eric Bieniemy has a job. Eric Bieniemy will be the new offensive coordinator for the Washington football team. Something that we could probably spend more time getting into on Monday. And next hour, this should be fun, about an hour from now. How about this? At the top of the hour, I want to share with you all an interview that I had today with Bernie Williams, one of the great Yankees. And the Yankees have had a million great players Bernie Williams has got to be one of the coolest dudes, period. This man could hit home runs, gold glove defense. Uh, he never had a problem with anybody. 
one of the nicest human beings, a batting title, silver sluggers, uh, batting titles. He was awesome. Like, everybody loved Bernie. He just played, played his ass off. It was cool. He's a he's a classically trained guitarist. He plays guitar. He was nominated for a Grammy. Like, Bernie Williams is that dude. We're going to talk to Bernie Williams. Champion, multiple-time all-star, multiple-time champion. We'll talk to Bernie at the top of the hour. I'm going to ask him about all these rule changes in baseball now that spring training is pretty much getting underway. And I also learned something. Uh, I don't want to call it unfortunate. I learned today that Travis Kelsey isn't done. Travis Kelsey is still here. Shep, I thought we were done with Travis at the parade, but we're stuck with him some more. Not the worst thing in the world. He's he's colorful. He's playful. He's got his heart in the right place, and he's entertaining. And An all-time great athlete, synonymous with being entertaining, you don't always get that, JR. Yeah, but I don't need the fight for your right every time I see him. <laughs> now that's a good point. It's like, come, do something else. So he was actually on, uh, which one was it? Was it Fallon? It was Jimmy Fallon, right? The Tonight Show, you would be correct. And, and Fallon apparently is, is a big fan of Kelsey. He's, he's not a fan of anyone else but Travis Kelsey. Okay. I feel like Jimmy Fallon is a fan of whoever sits in that chair. <laughs> Bingo. But Travis Kelsey was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And <laughs> Travis Kelsey had a special announcement. This is what they said on uh, NBC. There you go. We have a big announcement that you're going to announce here on the show tonight. I'm very excited about this. You're going to be back in our building in a few weeks. Can you say why you're coming yeah, back? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, um, I was a huge, like, Farley, uh, Farrell, Fallon um, <laughs> kind of guy growing up. And, um, yeah, I used to watch Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live with my mother. And um, it's, a, it's an absolute honor and a, and a privilege to be uh, hosting SNL March 4th. <laughs> so nervous for that oh my god you are gonna be so good Shep I'm I'm just thinking out loud like what skits are they gonna he's going to play he's gonna play a musician right they're gonna make him play a musician or a dancer he's going to be moving singing or dancing in some type of way correct I mean you saw you saw I mean you're aware of all this JR what he did in terms of he took the mic and he rapped and sung "You Have to Party." He did it karaoke style, which we know. Beastie Boys. Right, right. We know. Yeah. We know it was planned. We know they rehearsed that. But he's very talented, though. And the last NFL player, and correct me if I'm wrong. Peyton the, Manning. No, Eli. No, 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 no. It's it's a guy who just retired. It's not that guy because he, he he has hosted, but he hosted back in 2004, I believe. But the, a guy who last hosted, who represented the NFL as a player, just retired. It's not Tom Brady. Do you know who it is? Is somebody Gronkowski? No, close. I don't know. Who is it? Vaughn? Played for the Cardinals. No, Vaughn's still playing. What am I talking about? He's just hurt. Who? Who is it? Played for the Cardinals for two years. He shouldn't have. He should have, he should have retired in Houston where he's beloved. J.J. Watt? Yes, and he was very good. J.J. Watt hosted Saturday Night Live? He was the last NFL player to do so, yeah. It shows you how much I pay attention. <laughs> Well, shows you how much it, it didn't matter. All right. So, so, so Kelsey is so lovable. It's it's tough to root uh, against him, Jr. He is lovable. He's, he's I don't that, know about that, Jr. He he's a, he's a a kid from Wisconsin. Um, so. He overachieved. 
So. He was a blocker up until his senior year in college. So? So he played with Alex Smith, so no one really knew how good exactly oh, he was. Oh, but his, no, his numbers were amazing with it, Alex, it, too. Not, but but it, it went to a whole nother stratosphere. It went to the Antonio Gates, J, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, Shannon Sharp version when he played okay. with Mahomes, okay? And you and I both know he was, he was irrelevant as a rookie with the Chiefs. He was irrelevant. So he's a guy that I feel like is so easy to root for because he understands and appreciates what it's like to be that bench warmer, what it's like to be on special yeah, teams. Yeah, I got no problem with the right. guy. I'm just I'm like, okay. He's going to kill it. it. JR, you mark my words. It is going. It, he's going to have about three or four skits that go absolutely viral. Now, I'm trying to think of who he looked up to uh, as an athlete. Um you know, growing up in Wisconsin, you know who he rooted for. I don't think anyone's going to touch with a 10-foot pole right now. Yeah, well, who cares about him? Yeah. Did Brett Favre, he was, did he host SNL he, one time? He was in, he was in um, There's Something About Mary. No, uh, I know that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, he, he never, he you never know hosted what? SNL. SNL is so whatever now. Who? I can wake up the next day and just go find the funniest clips. I don't have to wake up and see some of their, uh, you know, boring-ass comedy. So what you're saying is you're still looking. Still looking for what? You said you you get up every you get up after each show and you try to find the funniest clips. And so my point being, no, to no, your no, point, I didn't. You're still I didn't looking. say that. Okay, got you. I thought you said that. I said I don't have to sit up on a ah, Saturday night. Got it. And watch SNL when all of the clips are pretty much the funny ones will go viral anyway the next day. Gotcha. I could I save myself. How long is SNL? Two hours? It's an hour. It's a little over an hour and a half every single time. Man, ain't nobody want to sit up and watch that. But what's interesting, Jr., is they do have clips that are, and we didn't know this. Ten, fifteen. Some people do, but most people didn't. Is they have things called uh, cut. You know, they they cut things. So they play them in. It's called cut for time. So they have things that actually go viral now. That was in dress rehearsal. That never actually made the live show. You sound like a. Are you a real fan of SNL? No, I'm just a fan of. I'm a fan of entertainment. Like, Jr. We. I don't know if as as great as Eddie Murphy is. I don't know if we get Eddie Murphy without SNL. I don't know if we get Will Ferrell without SNL. I don't know. Yeah, that's SNL. Sure, but that's a that's a. I'm that's of a different era. Yeah, but I'm more of a fan of what the show has meant and the history it has in terms of the lexicon of American pop culture. Yeah, that's fine. Now I think they suck. And, yeah, and, today, and, that's yeah. my point. They suck. For, for an hour and a half, whatever you just said, I can get two minutes of whatever's funny by randomly opening up my phone the next day. Right. It's funny. The guy, the funniest person on that show, they don't, they don't, they don't push at all. They don't publicize at all. Who is it? It's a, it's a guy named James, and I don't even know. Oh, okay, he, there we go. Plays, but he plays a to a T, Joe Biden, and a to a T, Donald Trump. He's very talented. Well, good for the nameless guy. Congratulations. <laughs> the last dude I remember on SNL was Peyton Manning or Eli, and they, they were both treating kids terribly, and I thought it was awesome. They were good. They were very good. And, you know, Michael, must, you know, speaking of the guy who you're celebrating, commemorating properly, uh, Michael Jordan, he was great on SNL too. I don't even remember. How long ago was this? Uh, this was the days of um, the senator, Al Franken. Um, when they did the Stuart Smalley, you know, I'm 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 positive, uh, I'm beautiful, I like me, and people are gonna like me. That you remember that scene with the mirror? I I do not. Okay, gotcha. Well, he was no. he basically it was the it was the Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Farley era. I don't. By the way, I think Travis Kelsey is pulling Jimmy Fallon's leg a little bit. He wasn't old enough to watch Chris Farley on SNL. Uh, that doesn't mean he didn't see no clips. I, well, he said he grew up watching Chris Farley on SNL. 
Man, there's a thing called VCRs and reruns, bro. Yeah, but you don't grow up on someone if you're watching them on VCR. That you don't grow up on. Really? Them. What? Really. You don't how? How not? How not so? You can say that you've watched it, but you didn't grow up on that. Yeah, you can. There were many a things that were two and three and four years before me that I watched in the eighties and into the nineties on a VCR and grew up watching it. What's the big? What's the difference? So okay, so so let let's say let's say uh, the the Jeffersons. That show came out in the late seventies, early eighties. Man, you, I grew up watching the Jeffersons because it was on TV all day long. See, but you 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 caught the Jeffersons in, in reruns, but you didn't grow up watching. Yeah, it. what's the difference? Because it, it 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 there's something to be said about growing up and watching it live. No, that that's a, there's a difference. But I still grew up watching it. That's like me. That's like telling me I if I grew up in the middle of a mountain town with a population of five and the only three channels we got were ABC, NBC and Fox. And they replayed. uh, And this is this is I grew up watching the Twilight Zone. You want to know why? At that point, every episode of the Twilight Zone was on every day, all day on rerun to tell me that I didn't grow up watching it is ridiculous. There's some of these things that I can go ahead and recite word for word for word. Uh, yeah. I, I just think, I, I don't know. I think I'm not saying you're being disingenuous. I think when people say they grew up on something, I, I it, it lends your, your partying of that era. It lends you being a part of that culture. And so, so when someone says like, I can't say JR, I grew up with magic and Larry. I didn't. I, I remember watching, you know, v, uh, VCR tapes of them in the late 80s. Well, and I the think 80s. there's a difference from a sports perspective of saying that. Got it. Okay. Got it. Both of those dudes, Magic Johnson played around the same time when, when I was, I don't know. I think he quit. I was, how was I? Six, seven? Right. Like I remember MJ versus the Blazers and Suns. That's where my that's where my basketball started. But I don't remember Magic versus the Pistons. But or... I think there's a difference when you talk about sports, which is something that is live and ever changing, and you talk about a sitcom. Like sitcoms that are still active or sitcoms that get replayed. We can talk about games that get replayed. But in the game of basketball, you got 82 of these suckers. They come, they go, they're over, and then you got another 82. And then there's another one and another one. So I just think saying that, yeah, I I grew up watching Chris Farley, It's putting all that in the era is is not that far off. If somebody told me I didn't grow up watching Different Strokes, the Jeffersons, or or, uh, what's the stupid one with the family? All the family? No, not – well, yeah, that too (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> What's the other one with Family. the stupid kids? Oh, uh, the Brady Bunch. Oh, I never heard anyone refer to the Brady Bunch as stupid. I call the kids stupid. Why? Because it's a bunch of stupid kids that got together. Don't be so damn literal here, okay? Gotcha. gotcha. Don't sound like number one of the callers. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying because because it's not their fault. Their 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 parents found love in their second well, marriage. Well, one of the yeah. Well, well, screw their parents and screw the kids. <laughs> okay. And screw the football that hit. What's her name in the face? Okay, Marsha. Who cares? Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's right. The fact is, if somebody <laughs> told me, yeah, if somebody told me. I did not grow up watching this. I would tell you, what do you saw? I did. That, okay, so so we're splitting hair. So I would say you didn't grow up with them, but you maybe grew up watching that sitcom. In yeah, I, I grew okay. up watching it. What's the big deal? Okay, I, well, it just it it. I guess the thing that I don't like is 
when I hear these clips and these athletes just pontificating and salivating over Jimmy Fallon, first of all, Jimmy Fallon is a talentless hack. What did if, Jimmy? If, what did Jimmy if, Fallon do if, to if you? I, if I'm being really honest, he 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 had it made that Jay Leno couldn't get out of his own way, and so that spot opened up because Conan left to go to TBS, and so that's Whoa. why Fallon got the gig at NBC to begin. What with. What was Jimmy Fallon doing before Jim, this? Jimmy uh, Fallon is a very good impersonator. But he also breaks up a lot of sketches that he shouldn't have at SNL. And the other part of that, Jr., is that he will laugh wow. at literally everything. He will wait, laugh wait, at wait. I'm not, I'm not. I didn't ask you that. Yeah. You're telling. I'm, I asked you before he did this show. Yes. Refresh my brain. What did he do? Where was he? Well, he, he was did, on he, SNL. He did SNL, and then he did a couple movies that didn't didn't go so well. Uh, Fever Pitch, and then he did a movie with like Taxi with Queen Latifah. Mm. Um, see, and and that's and that's the and that's the point is he tried to make that mainstream you know adjustment from SNL to Hollywood. He couldn't do that. So then they thought he's a he's a very safe comedian. Let's put him let's put him in a late night slot. He would have been stuck there. I, to me, Craig Ferguson. I know you're asking this, but Craig Ferguson would have been a much better fit. Steve is that is it to do with the accent? Yes, yes. Didn't yeah. he didn't he quit? Uh, he he walked away too soon, in my opinion. John Stewart okay. would have been a better option. Stephen Colbert would have better. Let me been ask you a question. Yep. Okay, let me ask you this. You're sitting here with me at night. Yes, sir. You were sitting here prior to me at night. Yes, sir. When the hell do you find time to sit and watch stuff if it's on at night and you're working? Well, no, I mean I I, I study the medium. Like I I'll, I'll like when when Stephen Colbert had on Prince Harry, you and you even were were privy to that interview. I don't know how much you watched of it, but I'm sure you got bits and pieces. Jimmy Fallon couldn't conduct an interview if his life depended on it. It's just all scripted. He just reads cue cards. And there's no genuine questions. And he just is a sycophant to everyone that just jumps on the couch with him. Hey, listen, you, you, you're very familiar with, with where he broadcasts at. Right. One day, why don't you go across the street and just tell him? I, I, well, I don't, know if, um, I don't know if that would be a good look for CBS Sports Radio. If you have a, a guy who hosts shows here and produces for you, JR, that is going over and starting fights and, uh, with, with the NBC host, I don't think that's a good look for us. I don't care what you do. You sure? I'll do that. Yeah, go tell them how you feel. Go across the street to uh, Rainbow Row or whatever that thing is. What, what's that thing called? What's the square? Uh, Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center. Go across the street right. to Rockefeller Center and tell him that he's a talentless hack. But the thing that also hurts him, if I'm being a little fair oh to Jimmy God. Fallon, is, is the, the legacy of The Tonight Show. Uh, apologies to Oprah Winfrey and, and Barbara Walters. Um, the greatest star in the history, uh, Lucille Ball, the greatest star in the history of television reigned over that television role as a, t- as a Tonight Show host being Johnny Carson from 1962 to 1992. There's nobody in the history of television that has been better in any role than Johnny Carson as host as a Tonight Show. Well, it's 2023, and nobody cares and nobody's watching anyway. Well, they're not wa- you got that right. They don't care and they're not watching because of who's hosting. You, I agree with you on that. I didn't say all of that. Nobody cares anyway. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We care about Michael Jordan. Even though we talked about good times, Jimmy Fallon, the Partridge family, the Brady Bunch, uh, Judge Judy, Oprah Winfrey, Johnny Carson, and a bunch of other people, Travis Kelsey. I'm going to get some more of your calls on Michael Jordan on the other side. Happy 60th birthday. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Long time listener, first time caller. Love your show. I like how you spit the truth. I love your show. You got a great show. You're the bomb diggity man. Thank you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Damn. That's a lot of diggities. There's so many diggity. What, what era am I in? What year is this? Bomb diggity? No diggity, no doubt? I thought it was 2023. Anyway, it is 2023. Michael Jordan turned 60 on Friday, uh, February uh, 17th. Happy birthday uh, to Michael Jordan. He's awesome. He's great. We're going to have a conversation with a baseball great at the top of the hour. I'm going to share with you my conversation with Yankees legend Bernie Williams. Spring training is here. If you follow me on social, I shared a a clip about Bernie asking him about the changes in the game. But we're going to have the full interview. Uh, you got to wait about 35 minutes. We got a lot of callers here on the line. We were talking about the greatness of Michael Jordan. Mr. 60-year-old Michael Jordan, his tenacity, what he meant to the game, just one of a kind. How I miss him so. Ain't no killers in the game like that no more. Special situation. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Don is calling from Birmingham, Alabama. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Don. Hey, bomb diggity. Oh, bomb diggity. Another bomb diggity. Go ahead, Don. Thank you for taking my call. Y'all didn't cover one one aspect of, of <clears throat> Michael Jordan that, that made him a great man in my book, and that was when he was in the uh, practice hand at baseball here in, in Birmingham with uh, the uh, Birmingham Barons. That's a double-A team. Now, he showed up, and uh, you know, we, we you know, didn't know what to expect and everything, but he, he was just a regular guy. He rented a house up in the nicer section of town. Brought his wife and kids down. Uh, he didn't, 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 you know, he didn't show to drive. The other side that you've been talking about all night long. He was just a regular guy, and he came in and uh, he uh, became part of the community and stuff. But he, he was hard work. We go down and watch him at the ballpark, and he, he was, he didn't get any kind of special treatment at all. And he when, was when you saw him, day. how many times did you go to see him play? Um. Uh, Probably about a dozen and all. Twelve times. How many hits yeah. did he have when you went to see him total? He he didn't have that was his downfall. He couldn't hit the ball. But <laughs> did he? Was, okay, let me ask differently. I think we yeah we know that we know he sucked. Oh well, okay, but what, what one other thing that he did it was so nice. The the team it's a double A you know they kind of close to the bottom of the barrel. They had old beat up bus that they used to drive to the different games and all that stuff. He went out and bought them a brand new bus. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, with but air conditioning and a bathroom and all that. Yeah, it's and nice. Yeah, it, buses. Buses it, have air well, conditioned TV, yeah, satellite dishes. Don. Well, no, I just, they, they had to stop at service station and go to the bathroom. There was an old bus. I, I know. I know. Down. Don, Don, slow down. Slow down, Don. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Did you yeah. ever see Michael Jordan get a hit? Uh, no, I missed it one time. He, got a, he hit a home run down here in our park. Okay. It went about two feet over the wall, and everybody went there totally. Yeah, nuts. well, that's I'm, – I'm glad. And thank you for, for sharing that with us, and I appreciate yeah, you well, for that, calling. Yeah, well, to me, that was him being so okay. every day, but what made him great, not, you know, so no, much the basketball side well, of well, that. Well, that's – that. well, to each his own. I appreciate you sharing that. My neighbor from here in uh, 
Birmingham, Alabama, a short drive away from me. What made Michael Jordan great was basketball. I'm glad that he was in Birmingham. I'm, I'm glad and thrilled that, you know, he showed some humanity. He's showing a lot of humanity now. Just gave, what, $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Good. But Michael Jordan acting like a normal human being didn't make him great. What made him great is what he did in between those, those, those lines on the court. Lighting everybody's ass up. Come on. Allen is calling from Florida, still on vacation, not in Toronto. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, do us a favor, Allen. Talk slowly. Yes, sir. I, I'll do my very best. Uh, February 21st, 2003, four days after his 40th birthday, he scored 43 points at the advanced age of 40. I, I found that phenomenal. And in 1986, he scored 63 points in the Boston Garden, one of the hubs, probably the hub of NBA. And I still remember the flu game, the 92-88 game, where he wrote the team uh, against Utah in uh, 1990, yeah, 1998. And as far as a, uh, a gate attraction, except for Tiger Woods and possibly Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, I can't think of a, a greater gate attraction in all of sports. You know, it's uh, where people come because he's there. LeBron James sold tickets, but not on the same scale as uh, as uh, Michael Jordan. But uh, he he is uh, world renowned, and uh, it, there was one game in Toronto where he he didn't come, and uh, the, the ticket prices were less than half the price. And another time when he did come to Toronto, the shoppers were asking double for their trouble, more than double for their trouble. So he is the. I guess uh, oh, he makes my legend. top three in uh, gate attractions. You know, he's the biggest gate attraction legend. in the NBA history. And then you, you got 41 games, and thank you, Alan, for calling from Florida, not Toronto. This man played 41 games minimum on the road. And then whatever he did in the playoffs, he was must see. Unlike anything that I can remember over the past 20 years. What, people want to see Floyd Mayweather Jr. get beat up? Like, and Michael Jordan was it. Hey, Marco, what do, what do you think? Do you have a, a Michael Jordan memory, one memory that stands out? I know there are a million, but is there anything singular that stands out or stood out about his career? Uh, no, and I'll preface this by telling you that I'm a lifelong Knicks fan. So for me, Michael Jordan still evokes anger pain. and pain. Anger. And yeah, no, yeah. a lot of anger and a lot of pain. And so, like, I have, like, a mixed emotion when I think of Jordan. I respected the hell out of Jordan. I know how good he was. I know he was what he was, but it, it annoys the hell out of me because the Knicks never got him. So it's 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 kind of like that double-edged sword for me. So... I think kind of for my fandom, from what I grew up watching, the double nickel he dropped after he came back in 95 at the Garden was, I think, his third game back after he Mm -hmm. came out of retirement again, and he put up 55 against the Knicks at the Garden. That, to me, was my entire life for whatever, the first 25 years of my life. That encapsulated the whole thing. Jordan, even not at his peak, sticking it to the Knicks and then making the play, the pass to Wennington underneath to win the game. I I remember 
when he was haggling with the Bulls before he got that $33 million, I remember the rumors in the back pages of New York, because this is what we had, Mm -hmm. of Michael Jordan. Oh, man, the Knicks are trying to make a play. Michael Jordan may come to the Knicks. And I'm saying to myself, what are, why, why are we being teased here? What type of nonsense is this? And then he went to the Bulls and he won another one and he walked away with his life. Nick fans, we, we can't have anything now, can we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one was kind of almost, you could almost see the smile on his face. He wanted that out there. Oh, yeah, 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 maybe I'll come join. He was never going to leave yeah. and he was never going to the Knicks. He likes sticking it to the Knicks. Uh, I think oh, he still does. So, everybody does. Yeah, so like that's why like as much as, you can't hate somebody now. Sports hate as much as I do Jordan without respecting the hell out of him. I knew how good he was. It just was hard that you knew that you could never, you never get past him. You couldn't murder, get him. It. It's murder, tough. Murder, murder, slaughter. It's tough, man. It's tough. It is hard knock life. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get in more of your calls about Michael Jordan. Uh, You're going to hear from Bernie Williams, my conversation with him at the top of the hour. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm at work doing security, man, and I listen to your show every night. Hey, man, I am new to your show, but I absolutely love it. It's awesome. This is the best sports talk radio show on the air for sure, bar none. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. The top of the hour share with you a conversation I had with New York Yankees legend Bernie Williams. Spring training is on deck, and one of the first things I'm going to ask Bernie is, what you think about all these rule changes, man? We got bigger bases. It's, it's, baseball is getting weird. It may not look like baseball, the baseball that you know in another 20 years. So we'll ask uh, Yankees legend Bernie Williams those questions at the top of the hour. I wanted to share some news with you as well. Shep, what day did we talk about Eric Bieniemy? What, three, four days ago? It was mainly Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday. Yes. Well, here we are on Friday. You brought up a, an excellent point in theory as, as we talked about Eric Bieniemy not having a job after all the success that the Chiefs have had and people can count and look at the obvious. Well, he doesn't call all of the plays. We know that he contributes There was a huge story after they won the Super Bowl, how he helped identify some of their defensive tendencies, they being the Eagles, uh, that allowed them to score on two of those second-half drives. And he hasn't got a job. No one gave him a head coaching opportunity. It's been the same old story for about four years now. Well, today we learned that Eric Biennemi is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. It's not a head coaching job. He's going to be working for Ron Rivera. He's going to have final say on the offense. It's just, uh, I'm sure he'll get a raise. Is Washington the most stable of environments? I don't know. He did not have a contract for 2023. 
he's going to have to work some miracles here with Washington. This is this is the opposite of Patrick Mahomes. This is a team that's currently being evaluated for sale under crazy-ass Daniel Snyder. Uh, this is a team that's had to throw out Mr. Heineke. This is a team that's had to go out there and throw out, I don't know, can, can, is it even appropriate to use the name Wentz? Did he play enough? But between Heineke and Wentz, broken down, coming back Alex Smith and Case Keenum for a place and point in time. Washington has been looking for a quarterback, a consistent one, forever. And good luck to Eric Bieniemy. He didn't have a contract. Now he's the offensive coordinator. Now he'll really be able to show what he can do. I don't want to say with nothing. They have, they have offensive weapons. They just don't have no QB. This is an opportunity for Eric Bieniemy to be, uh, what's the word, very creative and earn his money. Hopefully he doesn't get the boot for reasons that are out of his control because still this is a, a football team and club owned by Daniel Snyder. 855-212-4CBS. Let's get some of your calls in before we get Bernie Williams here at the top of the hour. Uh, Jason's calling from Pennsylvania. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. How's it going, I'm great. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess uh, he's sleeping with the B enemy. Should we should we play like uh, you know symbols for you? No, I'd rather you didn't. Okay, go but ahead. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my or the fact that we're still talking about Jordan and LeBron these many years after Le- Jordan's been done, people. Uh, you don't say, what are you wearing? I'm wearing LeBron's. And people are wearing Michael Jordan was must, although there was less uh, games on TV, but he could take a game over. And that was it. Once Jordan got it, LeBron, uh, he's good here, but he never, uh, he never, oh, he took that game over. He took the series over. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you. Hey, that's not a lie. Tom is calling from Hawaii. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tom? Hey, JR. I love the show. First time caller, long time listener. Thanks. Hey, uh, can you hear me okay? I hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. Yes, please. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, uh, whenever there is a conversation about who's the best basketball player of all time between MJ and LeBron, all I have to do is bring up one particular game and it shuts down all conversation. And that's the flu game against my uh, beloved Utah jazz. Uh, no one's had the killer instinct. No one's had the will. No one's had the mental fortitude uh, approaching, you know, become being a jerk really about it, but he was just so good. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be an equal and the closest was probably Kobe, but uh, yeah, that's my thought. Cool. Let me ask you this. You're in Hawaii. You on vacation. What the hell are you a jazz fan for? Uh, I live in Hawaii now. I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I spent my spent all the '90s uh, pretty much cursing MJ's name for ruining our chances. But uh, yeah, he's he's the best. Uh, sorry to say. Okay. Well, you, you you liking Hawaii more than Salt Lake? You know, it has its ups and downs, like every place. It's beautiful here. I could uh, walk about a mile down to my house and watch whales jumping right now. But uh, I really miss my steep and deep powder and snowboarding. 
Uh, it's all good. I go back and forth quite a bit. Okay, good. I thought you were going to tell me you don't like the cost. It's expensive as hell out there. Oh, it's expensive. Believe me. Yeah, I just I finished uh, just finished gassing up. It costs about eighty bucks. And I don't live. A, I don't have a very big car. What's the What's the cost per gallon out there where you live in Hawaii? So I live uh, just south of Hilo on the Big Island, and I'm paying about four eighty for the regular unleaded. Get, get a bicycle. Somehow. So it could be worse. I think uh, California, I think, has it uh, worse than we do, but it's definitely not cheap. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, thank you, Tom. Stay stay warm. Have fun out there, okay? Hey, thanks, JR. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. No, thank you so much. Yeah, stay warm. Operative work. You're not going to have trouble doing that. Ed is calling from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, uh, I'm not belittling uh, Jordan or LeBron in any way. Will Chamberlain did something in the 1961-62 season. He averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds. But he played every minute of every game except for one. He was ejected. He averaged over 48 minutes per game. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Anything else? Um, that, that's about it. But I, my all-time team would be Malone, Jordan, LeBron, uh, Carmelo, Irvin, 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 and Will. Okay. M- M- Carmelo? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate you. He, 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 what, shut up. Why didn't he want to say bye? Cl- well, not only that, he's clearly not a Spurs fan. Well, I was going to say Carmelo. Yeah. Carmelo was nice. He was. He had that jump shot, had a couple of moves down low. He was a bull. Uh, but there's a guy who was about, I don't know, maybe about two, three inches taller than him, could do a little bit more, was much better defensively. Uh, his name was Tim Duncan. I would uh, probably go with him before I went to Carl Malone. And people, get used to seeing Carl Malone. He's going to be one of the, the, what do you call him? He's going to be a judge <laughs> for the dunk contest tomorrow. And uh, prepare yourselves if you have social media. There are a lot of people who are not uh, kind to Karl Malone because of some of his uh, his misdeeds, how he has treated members of his family. I'm sure that the fans in Utah will give him a rousing ovation. Oh, my God, it's Karl Malone. But he will be destroyed, absolutely destroyed uh, tomorrow for his things that he's done in his personal life. Uh, get used to that. Curtis calling from Southern California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, JR. To you as well. What's I'd, like up? To sum, I'd like to sum up Mr. Michael Jordan in one word. He was mesmerizing. Oh, it's a good one. And if I could think of one thing that came to mind when you started talking about him was during the dunk contest when he had one chance left to go by the dream, and he went and he put that mark right behind the free throw line. And then he defied gravity. And that's the way he played his entire career. And now you could see it on the side of a shoe. You see it on a jersey. I mean, we have a a Rising Stars game that took place tonight in Utah. An NBA Rising Stars game. And uh, that Jumpman logo that you just described from the All-Star game, that iconic logo, is plastered on the NBA court. I mean, it's he has transcended basketball into business. 
in a way that we haven't seen anybody do. If And thank you, Kurt, for calling from Southern California. That's like if Ken Griffey Jr. didn't have to deal with some of the injuries. I can't think about this in any other way. Like what other sport would embrace one player so much that he he Michael Jordan defines basketball for planet Earth. That's it. It doesn't matter about how many points Wilt averaged in a year or his all-time career high. It doesn't matter how many championships Bill Russell has. It doesn't matter if if LeBron James plays with his son. Michael Jordan defines the game of basketball for planet Earth in a way that is almost like Pele helped define football, soccer. I mean, what what else can we do? Who who defines baseball? Babe Ruth? For for planet Earth, Babe Ruth? Basketball is Michael Jordan. I've been in India and it's all Chicago Bulls logo. Any everywhere. People know him. Even it's like, oh yeah, Michael Jordan, ball black guy, basketball. It's crazy. He's such a celebrity. It's 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 mind blowing how big of a star and, and celebrity he was, especially in the nineties, where we didn't have social media. There weren't such things as social media stars or TikTok. What you saw, you saw on TV or you read in a magazine. It's it's an era I enjoyed growing up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to go back into another baseball era. When we, when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll have a conversation with New York Yankees legend Bernie Williams here on CBS Sports Radio.